Iowa everywhere. What is up? It is the evening of Tuesday, December 27th, and as promised, I'm here to give you guys some analysis on these bowl games that are coming up in case you want to do some betting. With our friends from Circa Sports, I would remind you to download the Circa Sports Iowa app today and uh, get get better lines. I've been, I, I tell you, like I'm not – I don't like exclusively – use circa and that's that's not really the whole point of this the the point is to shop around and get the best line for you and whatever side you want to take i'm telling you in my experience that i get the best odds with circa specifically on sundays with the nfl that's really the case i'm always getting a half point here um five percent there and that all adds up over the course of a year Trust me. So download the Circus Sports Iowa app for that because you're selfishly you're going to get better odds. And two, because you love what we're doing here for free at Iowa Everywhere, thanks to our friends at Circa Sports Iowa. I want to be very careful here. These are not locks. Okay. Uh, I don't think that anybody intellectually can call anything to do with a college football bowl game in 2022 a lock. I'm not going there. I do have some games that I like. I've actually been pretty good so far during bowl season. I have a few systems that I like to go by. I'll tell you about that coming here. There's a few games that I love, and I hope you guys can play along with me. We'll have some fun. All right. the uh, We'll start things off with just what do I like to do with bowl season because it's kind of crazy. So one, you have to do homework, obviously, and I've done a lot of that for you here. Uh, but two, what I like to do, do the homework, pick a side I like, um, and then I like to use the Action Network app, and I like to see where the money's going. And if I am, let's say that I'm watching the Utah State-Memphis game, because that game's on right now in front of me, and I don't really know, but I want to put 10 bucks on it, I will often just go against the public in these games and just go with whoever the professionals are betting. You go to the Action Network app and you can see the percentages as far as where that money is at. Uh, I, I think that, that let them do the research for you and trail the professionals. Another thing that I like to do during these bowl games, if you see that a number, it's kind of the opposite in the regular season. In the regular season, if a number opens at 7 and it closes at 3, I'm a little hesitant. In the bowl season, if a number starts at three, closes at seven, I'm probably going to take the favorite because that means somebody out there knows something that I probably do not. Another thing I like to do during bowl season is quite simple. If I like an underdog, I'll put a unit down on the underdog and the spread. I'm going to put a half unit down on the underdog to win outright because you see it so often during bowl season where these dogs uh, just jump up and, and really don't look like a dog throughout the game. So those are a few things that I like to go by as we are um, really working into the heart of bowl season. We've missed a lot of these kind of junk games, but they've been really entertaining. I think we've had a pretty good bowl season thus far. Okay, so there's some games that I wanted to go over to as talkers, and then I want to give you some of the games that I'm actually betting uh, quite heavily my actual money on. Uh, I wanted to talk Kansas and Arkansas 
in the Liberty Bowl. One of my favorite bowl games perennially. I've covered two of them. I love Memphis. They roll out the red carpet for this bowl game. And I think Kansas is going to be amped up for this one. Arkansas, on the other hand, their starting center is out. Their starting wide receiver is out. Their two best linebackers are out. And their defensive coordinator is the new head coach at UNLV. There's no doubt Arkansas is the better team here. I said all – even when Kansas was like 5-1, and one, I didn't think that they were very good. You can get a field goal here. I'm, I'm considered as playing Kansas on the money line. I don't know what three – I mean, what a, it's different than the NFL. In the NFL, three is a key number. It's really not the case, especially when you're looking at a total in the upper 60s. I'm going to play a little bit on Kansas here. Again, they haven't been to a bowl game in over a decade be a lot of Kansas fans driving down there. Arkansas have a good crowd too, but who's more excited to play in the Liberty Bowl? I'm just taking a flyer on Kansas. They're way, way less talent than Arkansas, but man, I feel like they want to be there. UCLA and Pitt in the Sun Bowl. A couple of notes here. Keldon Slovis to BYU. So Pitt's starting quarterback is not playing, nor is the defensive player of the year in the ACC. Pitt's running back is opted out. UCLA's got a wide receiver out, Kaz Allen. He's going to the draft. They've got some questions, but man, I just think Chip Kelly's got a lot more talent and deeper than Pitt. Minus five. I I like UCLA here uh, in El Paso. Uh, A couple of system type games when we look at these New Year's Six games, okay? Uh, Let's go Kansas State, Alabama, and let's go Tulane, Tulane, and USC. My experience of doing this tells me to blindly bet the underdogs here, despite what you think. I did bet Kansas State when this number came out. I think I got it at six or six and a half. Uh, it is since, well, I, excuse me, that's where I got it. Then it went down to three and a half. I think I bet it there too, because that was when we thought that Will Anderson and Bryce Young weren't going to play. Now we know that they are. Um, so, like, I'm guessing that the public will steam on Bama the closer we get to kick. I'm just going to play Kansas State in the money line here. And we, we've seen these Saban teams over the last 15 years where they they don't make a playoff, they're not playing for a championship game, and they don't want to be there. Again, this is similar to Kansas-Arkansas. There's no doubt Alabama is more talented than Kansas State. I'm reading some stuff out of Manhattan calling this the biggest game in the history of Kansas State football. Are you kidding me? It's an exhibition but that's how much it means to Chris Kleiman and that program right now compared to Bama, who really doesn't want to be there, let's be honest. So I think you consider playing Kansas State outright to win it at the best number you can get. And I would do the same with Tulane against USC. Blindly play Tulane here. We, we see these American-type teams win these games all the time. Caleb Williams, uh, first of all, USC's defense sucks. You know, Tulane should be able to out-tough them and score some points. Uh, I I get it. Caleb Williams is the best player in college football, but he may not play. Like, they, they, he may not play. We will see. Like, so far, the signs are going that he's going to, but you never know. I would blindly play Tulane at a small value here is probably what I am going to do. Uh, A couple other ones that I think are notable to talk about here. I think Tennessee and Clemson is a really interesting game. 
in the uh, Orange Bowl. Listen, um, I think that Tennessee uh, is really going to – they've really – clearly they very much struggled without Hendon Hooker in the back half of the season. We've all seen it, and we all know that that is the case. But they're also down two wide receivers in this game, and Joe Milton's the quarterback. How much can we trust him? I actually think Clemson's better now. Uh, now that Uyunglele is out of the picture, they can kind of focus now. Uh, I just Tennessee's defense isn't great. They're down Alex Golish, their offensive coordinator. Let me be honest with you. I bet Tennessee early on in this thing, and I cashed out because the more I read, I, I had a Tennessee money line. I had a Tennessee five and a half, and I cashed out because it just this game terrifies me. So what I'll probably do is wait until we get close to kickoff and make a play on it at that I would consider potentially the over. But again, Tennessee down, starting quarterback, two wide receivers, and Joe Milton's playing for you. Man, it just it makes me really, really nervous. I feel like Dabo's pissed off. Guys like me making fun of him all the time. I just I feel like he's still a guy who values these bowl games too. He's got something to prove. A lot of people are counting this Clemson program out. I don't know, and I'm kind of talking myself into Clemson. One game I do like, um, I don't know if I put it in my love category, but I, I like Duke over UCF. That game's coming up on Wednesday, I think. I don't – if there's a single Duke player that has transferred or opted out of this game, I haven't been able to find it. They Their number – to start the season was like three. They've greatly exceeded that. They have the ACC Coach of the Year. Meanwhile, you look at UCF, have an injury at quarterback, a wide receiver transferring, best linebacker isn't playing. I don't know. I, I think UCF will want to be there. They're still considered a mid-major. These bowl games mean something. Duke finishes the year strong and really a big deal to – that program so I, I like Duke there at three and a half all right let's get to some games that I've actually bet and that I really really like I'll start with Washington against Texas now this game has gone down to like three now um, I think Circa had it at three and a half I got it at around like six when the, Ken Miller and I talked about this when we were sitting at the Circa Sportsbook doing our podcast and I said I like this game Sarkeesian to me doesn't just he just doesn't scream culture guy with these bowl games. Bijan Robinson's out, opt outs for Texas. Meanwhile, what I like to look for in these games are upstart programs with coaches that have something to prove where they are looking to use the bowl game to build momentum for the next season. That's Washington. Screams Washington. Quarterback coming back another year. You get USC, UCLA out of the Pac-12, and you feel like you have a shot to win that league next year. You're playing Texas on a big stage in Texas. Motivation-wise, this one isn't even close. You just blindly bet Washington. This is another one. Blindly bet Washington. And I, th- this was one of the games that screamed to me when I looked at these bull game lines for the first time. I said, that number's wrong, and I hope to be proven right. I would take some points and I would bet Washington on the money line. The other one that did that for me was Utah and Penn State in the Rose Bowl. Penn State's best wins are at Auburn and at Purdue on the first Thursday night of the season. I'm sorry. I'm not impressed. 
I think Kyle Whittingham's a better coach than James Franklin. I think Kyle Whittingham's a better motivator than James Franklin. And I think the fact that Penn State is the third best team in the Big Ten means something when you're going up against Utah that wants to avenge that Rose Bowl loss to Ohio State a year before. I love Utah here at minus two. I think it's maybe two and a half at Circa right now. Take a look. But this one jumped off the page to me. Problem is, I think it did for a few other people too, which scares me just a little bit. One that has developed, and it's near and dear to my heart, is Mississippi State right now is basically a pick against Illinois. Mike Leach passes away. Uh, shout out to Zach Arnett, the defensive coordinator who gets that job and somehow managed to pull a top 25 recruiting class despite the head coach dying in the middle of recruiting season. Really an incredible feat. Motivation-wise, there's no doubt Mississippi State is going to be on fire, ready to play for Coach Leach in this football game. Illinois, on the other hand, they are out a lot of guys. So they've got Sidney Brown and Devon Witherspoon out on defense. That's two of your best defensive players. You've got the third best running back as far as yardage goes in the country, Chase Brown, opting out of this game. Is the old Rutgers quarterback going to be able to pull? I, I just, I love Mississippi State here. I do. I mean, you, you take all the strengths for Illinois that we saw this year, and we're plucking your best players out of those key positions. Mississippi State, everybody's playing, and they're highly motivated. I really like Mississippi State in this football game. A little homer play here for me. I'm a uh, bunker guy for Florida State. You listen to the podcast, you all know that. Giving nine against Oklahoma. Oklahoma um, being battered in the portal, but they've had a really good portal season, so they've got a little momentum there. Here's the problem. None of those guys can play. So I'm going to hammer Florida State here. I already did at minus nine. Again, what do we have with the profile of Florida State? You have a program, a once-proud program, and a young head coach in Mike Norvell who needs to use this offseason to build himself up for the next season. And I think Florida State, I mean, if you look at it, they've got to be one of the favorites next year to win the ACC. So they can use a win over a premier program like the Sooners, and they can recruit with that, and they can build up momentum in their fan base and sell more season tickets. This, to me, screams play Florida State. I feel the same way about South Carolina against Notre Dame. You're telling me that Shane Beamer couldn't – in, in the South Carolina program – again, I'm a homer, another one of my teams – you're telling me that that wouldn't be a massive, massive win for that program to beat the Fighting Irish – for Notre Dame, uh, it's not a bad bowl game. You get a little trip, but they're certainly not. Uh, it, it certainly means less to them. And I, and I recognize young upstart head coach there in Notre Dame too. But this is looked at as more of a disappointing season for the Fighting Irish. Whereas South Carolina, they've had an incredible year, and they want to go out and prove it on the big stage. A couple ones I mentioned there. Uh, I think I would probably play Texas Tech out of the Big Twelve. I'd probably play Minnesota out of the Big Ten. What about the Iowa game? I have no idea. Um, the, you know, it kind of screams under with the amount of guys who are out for both of these teams. The fact, I mean, I don't know how Kentucky's going to be able to score much on Iowa's defense. I think it's a. This sounds nuts, and I'm not trying to kick the kid when he's down. Is it a net win for Iowa to have Labus out there? And I know I've never seen him play. Is it a net win for Iowa offensively? 
with the limitations of that program in a game like this to have a guy who can scramble a little bit more. And he and frankly, these new quarterbacks oftentimes what they don't know benefits them. Right? I mean, Labus is going to go. He has no clue what he's doing. He's never played before. We don't know. It, the the ignorance um, could help Iowa here, in my opinion. I don't like playing this game at all. In fact, I might just play the under just because it's a sicko under game. Just so I could say I took the under in the lowest total bull game in history. A lot of Iowa fans listening to this right now. Are you confident? Like, I, I don't know how any Iowa or any Kentucky fan is confident at all going into this game. I'm certainly not either way. This this game is a total, total sicko game. So play the under. Live a little. Uh, a couple other let's, – let's, of course, go to the playoffs here. And I, and I, I really don't know – it's December 27th. I'm probably going to just watch where the money's at. But my gut here, and this is where I think I'm wrong, my gut tells me to take both underdogs. And that historically has been a really, really, really stupid thing to do in the college football playoff. I mean, you're not supposed to take uh, – these games are generally blowouts. Uh, right now you've got Georgia – Six and a half. You've got Michigan seven and a half. And I would consider maybe doing a teaser with the two favorites. So that just gets you where Michigan and Georgia both have to win the football game to move on. Um, but I again, like it's just I have some faith in TCU in the sense that I think they're a more complete team than what most people probably give them. They they're like the Vikings to me. Do I think that they're that good? No, but they keep finding ways to win, and you have to give them credit for that. And then with Ohio State, it makes me nervous to bet against them because we've seen these Ohio State. We know they're talented. They were my pick to win the national championship before the season began. So I got a lot of faith in this Buckeye team. It's not like they were blown out against Michigan. You know, they had control of that game. So, like, how differently do you look at this Buckeye team if that fourth quarter goes differently, right? We've seen Ohio State do this before. The problem is I just think Georgia's that much better than everybody else. So, again, like I'm really not confident in either one of these. I'm really not. Maybe take the over in both of these games if you think it's going to be a shootout. I don't know. TCU kind of feels like more of an under game to me. Georgia, Ohio State, I'd probably go over. I don't know. I would love to know if you guys have any opinions on these as far as the uh, playoffs go because I'm I'm kind of up there. I'm kind of just – I'm not confident either way. All right, I did have a couple of questions on YouTube from – not YouTube, on Twitter. Uh, Adam says the unders on outside games seem to be hitting pretty well. You're, you're right because we've had this brutal, brutal cold stretch here in America. That was really the case last week. Uh, made some money on some unders. Carter says, is taking the dog plus the points in every game outside of the playoffs a solid strategy? I feel like it has been previously. I feel like opt-outs in recent things years have changed things. No doubt about that. Again, me with the – instead of the dog plus the, the points, I, again, like I, I, I think you're fine doing that. Uh, you're probably going to be right around 50% because that's the way that it's set up. But I think if you're going to take an underdog, Say you're going to take a seven-point dog, put a half a unit on them to win the game as well. 
because usually when these – it just – I don't have any stats, but it feels like usually when these underdogs cover, they also win. Lucas, he wants my take on Duke, Central Florida, and Kansas, Arkansas. Uh, Lucas, I already did that at the beginning of the show. I hope you enjoyed that analysis. Again, I would take Duke and Kansas in those games. Probably definitely more confident in Duke than I am Kansas. Uh, you just can't look past motivation in some of these games, and who knows where Arkansas is going to be. I think UCF will be motivated, but I just don't know if they've got the dogs based on uh, opt-outs and whatnot. Hope you guys have enjoyed this. I've, I certainly have been bringing it to you. I'll probably uh, – we have two guys named Chris coming up on Thursday morning where you all can tune in and we will do a playoff preview. We will do a more in-depth preview on the Iowa game. Um, and then we'll have all of our other normal shows this week here on Iowa everywhere. But I want to thank our friends from Circa, Circa Sports Iowa. Remember to download that app today. It really helps us out uh, when they see people are betting in Iowa. When they see that uptick, it helps us out here at Iowa everywhere. Uh, thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the games. Good luck. Be responsible out there, and we'll talk to you down the road. Iowa everywhere.